out there on Podcast Line, and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where your hosts have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we cry a couple jokes, we give you our insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host, Hollywood, and I'm joined by my co-host, Adam. Just Adam this time. Hello, Adam. Hello, Hollywood. <laughs> this week... <laughs> I can't. <laughs> this week, we're watching 2003's The Room... To coincide with the release of Disaster Artist, the new James Franco, Seth Rogen film, that's about the making of The Room, which was based on a book written by a guy who was in The Room and he was a producer. Yes. And this <laughs> this movie, this is this is considered by many to be the Citizen Kane of bad movies. This is like the Holy Grail. This is like the wor- one of the worst movies ever made. I, I think it is the worst movie ever made. <laughs> really? Yeah. In your eyes? Absolutely. Okay. Now... Uh, before we jump in, we've done some bad ones in the past. Yep. We've done the Kirk Cameron Christmas. Yep. Saving Christmas. Kirk Cameron S- sa- saves Christmas. Yes. We did Zombievers. Yep. Horrible. We did Bastard Disguise, which almost made me quit. Right. I almost turned in my <laughs> papers and oh, said, by the way, Here I you think go. you see salt. See salt, which is watching now oh, for yeah. uh, making us watch that. Yeah. So we've seen some bad ones in the past. Yeah. Do, oh, my. Do oh, my. This was... Uh, this was, this, was, this, was, this was bad. I know you got a lot going in your brain. Before, yeah. I'm going to explain what's going on here. Let me okay. just give you the, the usual intro. We'll go from there. This film was directed by Tommy Wiseau. It was produced by Tommy Wiseau. It was written by Tommy Wiseau. And it stars Tommy Wiseau, mm. Greg Sestero, who wrote The Disaster Artist, yes. Juliet Haldeman, and Philip Haldeman. Holy shit. Are they related? I guess so. I don't even know who they played. I don't know. Okay. Let me get to a brief synopsis. We'll go from there. This is the official IMDb synopsis. Johnny is a successful banker who lives happily in a San Francisco townhouse with his fiancée, Lisa. One day, inexplicably, she gets bored with him and decides to seduce his best friend, Mark. From there, nothing will ever be the same again. I ask this every week. Have you ever seen this before, Adam? Never. Never. <laughs> I've never seen this before either. I, I, was, I was aware of it. I, as, as was I. Yeah. And in fact, at the last Comic Con that I went to, uh, it was a Stan Lee's Comic Con. No, no, the LA, LA, LA Comic Con now, now yeah. Yeah, yeah, formerly Kamikaze. I, I saw, I saw Tommy Wiseau. I saw his booth. <laughs> I saw the room, as I've seen in previous Comic Cons. But this yeah. time, I, I felt they're just going like, I got, I want to, I kind of want to check it out. Yeah. And he's standing there, sleeveless, <laughs> just kind of like. Does he have the long hair? Yeah, long hair and just sleeveless. It's like, and, and the vibe I got was. Everybody, check out these muscles. Okay. That's, that's the vibe that I feel like he was putting out. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt drawn, but it was like, nah, I have, I have my girlfriend, I have, I have my kid with me. Uh-huh. They're not going to want me to go over there and they don't know what's going on. Yeah, I'm not even, I don't even know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I just, I've just seen those little clips. I'm like, oh, uh, you, uh, tell the, tell the listeners at home. Yeah. You tried to, uh, you asked Annie if she wanted to see this movie, right? And you showed her the rooftop clip, right? And she was like, I'm out. Well, it was, it was the best of clips. Oh, okay. It was seven minutes long. Oh, and it was the first 10 seconds she was like... Yeah, she couldn't do it. She's like, I'm out. It, the, the first scene was the grocery store, the flower scene. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, it went to the rooftop and... I, she was out. She was out. Yeah. I couldn't get Sarah to watch this. Yeah. I was like, come on. It's not... Oh, she's she watched it now. She, she has seen it since then. Like uh, in the past couple of days, she saw it because I told her this is going to be on the podcast. Uh-huh. And uh, she really enjoys the podcast more and she's seen the movie. Okay. So... Uh, Reluctantly, she finished it. Uh, the whole time texting me, what the hell? What the hell? Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I almost wanted to do that, but I wanted to save it for this. 
So coming into this, Adam, yep. I do the trivia where I get, read you lots of trivia. Yes. I had so many things to talk about. I was scared that I <laughs> wrote down too much. All right, I can't do the book anymore. But uh, that's fine. It's too hot. So <laughs> I wrote down so many things and I'm like, oh my God, I, there's, I have to talk more. And you said, oh, I went into a deep dive and I gave you, I texted you, uh, two articles that, yep. I just gave you the links to the articles, and you're like, dude, I, I can't get enough of this of this story. Well, to be fair, th- those were about the disaster artist and kind of like peripherally about the room. Yeah. I needed to know about Tommy Wiseau. Okay, yeah. That's what I needed. Yes. So I show up here. I showed up here an hour ago, and you're like, dude, I got the disaster artist on, on my audio book, and I'm 70% done. I'm like, holy shit. That's just that's just the you're going to know more about this than, than me. I've also I also spent countless hours on YouTube looking <laughs> at different interviews and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I'm still not satiated. <laughs> you want to learn more? Yes. Okay. This movie this movie has has broken me in, in a way. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand what's happening. Uh huh. But it, it took a while. It was uh-huh. it was a slow burn because I, I saw it and it wasn't until like a day and a half later that it just it was just like banging around in my mind like and I started like uh huh. How? How? Yeah. How and why and and then and again how? <laughs> yes. So I started looking it up like what? Who is this guy? Uh huh. What is it? What is it? And the, the more I started learning about him, the more my fascination grew. I'm like, who, who is this person? What makes that? I want. I want a little bit of that. Whatever it is that he has in his brain, I I, I need some of that in my life. Uh huh. Because it's 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 confounding. I don't. Yeah. I, I'm still. I still don't understand it. This I. I can't believe this got made. Like this guy funded this movie himself. He's to this day he still doesn't say where he got the money from. He says he imported like jackets from Korea or something. Yeah, it's like all American uh, fashion, I think is what it's called or something like that. Yeah. Or he also had money in, from real estate and he was an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The stories I've heard, he just showed up with a bag full of money and he's like, "All right, let's make this movie." Yeah. Well, uh, according to uh, to Cicero, it, it, he he doesn't even know. And he was he's been friends with Tommy for over 15 years at this point. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, to this day, he has no idea where the money comes from. He doesn't know where he actually was born even. Uh, yeah. Nobody does. People uh, think he's French and Polish. Uh people there was a movie called uh I think it's like Bag Full of Spoon or Room Full of Spoons, which was uh, uh-huh. at one point blocked from being released he, by he had Tommy. it blocked. Yeah. yeah. And then the injunction got released. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in that, I think they, they found uh, birth certificates where he is actually from Poland. Uh, but he has a French last name. Yeah. And, but then he claims to be from New Orleans. That's, that's his big thing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So as, as far as France goes, mm-hmm. uh, he is on record as saying, oh, yeah, I spent some time there. Uh, but not like that's, that's as far as it goes. Yeah. He, he, he refuses to answer questions. Yeah. Is he like the real-life jackal? No, where he just no, <laughs> no, Be- because he'll answer, uh-huh. but it's not an even an answer. It's like he's just talking at you to confuse you, so you forgot what the question was. <laughs> okay. And then I, I, I watched this hour and a half long interview. He, he was on a, a show on Sirius oh Radio. Oh my god, dude! It was a uh, I forget the guy's name. Sam, I don't know. Damn it! Uh, it was a full hour on long interview, and. It, the most favorite thing for Tommy Wiseau to say was, uh, move on, next question. <laughs> but it became a joke at a certain point. And any question that got too probing, you'd be like, nah, I don't talk about it. Move on, next question. <laughs> wow. So he, he, he refuses to give up any information about himself. That's most of the interview? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, he's, there's, there's, like, jokes uh-huh. and things that are funny in there. And he, he gives bullshit answers to things that, like, what, uh, like as far as what the room means, mm-hmm. where, the, where the spoons mean. Okay. All, all his answers to these things are just like, that's not an answer. Yeah. <laughs> 
Bill Burr has a joke about um, – I'm changing the topic real quick. But Bill Burr has a joke about Donald Trump like during the election process. He said that's how that's how he viewed Trump. He was like, it's like me when I didn't read the book. Like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. How are you going to do that? Oh, you'll see. You'll yeah, see. Right. It's like that's not an answer. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, uh, here we go. Sea Salt's commenting. Tell me he wanted his character to be a vampire. Which which is, is true. I have that in my have trivia. trivia? Uh, okay, yeah. And when we just like, well, what if uh, what if he's also a vampire? <laughs> what? <laughs> Apparently, he claims to be a vampire in real life. That's another thing Cicero oh, says. He, yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's how serious he was when he said that, but that that is in the in the disaster artist book. Okay. That uh, yeah. I think maybe he thinks he's a vampire. He's mm-hmm. going to live for another two hundred years. Uh, he wanted to be the next Hitchcock. Hitchcock and uh, all kinds of things. Oh boy. So Adam. Yeah. You're familiar with the Rocky Horror Picture Show, right? Absolutely. It has our boy Tim Curry. Yes. Now that movie is technically still on a theatrical run because they do that midnight screening every so often. Right. This might be the Rocky Horror for our generation because people go with like a bag full of spoons and they throw the spoons at at the theater. You read about this? Yes. Right? Or heard I've seen, about this? I've seen that in the videos. Yeah. They throw they throw <laughs> the spoons at there. People are like quoting it. Like the Have you ever been to a Rocky Horror? Yes. Screen? You know how Sorry, people a couple times. They no, Doctor Scott. You know how the it, whole crowd back and forth. Yeah, yeah. it's like a dialogue Pe- with the movie. People are doing that with the room. Yep. This or, is our Rocky Horror. The the the, the, the scene <laughs> that was was the most recent of the room that I saw was uh when the what do we have? Mark is talking to Lisa and he's like, oh, you know, with with all these candles, what candles <laughs> and the music, what music, <laughs> and the sexy dress, what dress. <laughs> That's, that's Rocky Horror Picture Show 100%. Would you want to go to a, a live Absol- screening of the room? I, I, yes. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. I, I, w- I would be I'd down. be down to go with you. Yes. We need to get a group together. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, too. Tommy, in, in his interviews, he's saying, this is not a movie you watch by yourself. Yeah. If you watch it by yourself, you're doing it wrong. You need to go out with a bunch of people. <laughs> Which is also a great marketing point. <laughs> go to a theater. More, more tickets. Bring more sales. people. <laughs> more tickets. <laughs> I'm fascinated with this man. Yeah. Um... I don't know how to do this episode. I don't know. The story, the, there's, there's no, there's, <laughs> there's no story. I feel like we should just talk about what we've learned. Okay. We should just talk, just real, real, real briefly. Just the plot is pretty much this guy, he lives in San Francisco. Yep. And he has a fiance who he loves, but she doesn't love him. Right. She's like tired of him. And, uh, she starts sleeping with his best friend, Mark. Mark. And then his world just comes tumbling down because he finds out and, the, the just fucking whole world just crumbles around him. All right, we have to talk about this movie. Okay, all right. My let's, first. Let's, let's, let's just try to do it the original way, and we'll tangent off with all the little trivia things. <laughs> oh because because the actual storyline, there's nothing. Yeah, but the things that the storyline brings up to talk I have about more questions. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure I have answers for you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, to, uh, Tommy Wiseau plays Johnny. Yep. A banker in San Francisco. By the way, no characters in this entire movie have last names. Yep. You check out the IMDb page. Just it's Johnny, uh, it's Lisa, it's Yeah, Johnny, Mark, Mark Lisa. Uh-huh. Yeah, all the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God. Um, what the hell? I have I have so many, like, things in my head just talked about, like, trivia. I forgot, like, how it starts. How does it start? It's shots of, like, San Francisco. Right. And then it's... It starts with him coming home to Lisa. Oh, that's right. And, uh, mm-hmm. hey, I got a present for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a red dress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she goes to try it on. Uh-huh. Comes back in. Oh, you look so sexy, my beautiful girl. I'll do anything for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. By the way, I did see this one and a half times. I, I did start watching it again. <laughs> okay. But then I got sidetracked with all the other things and the disaster artists. Uh-huh. I just I want I tried to get 
You got try inputs, to get all in all of the inputs. There's a character in here named Denny. Denny, please. Mm-hmm. Is, is he supposed to be a minor? Is he like a 14 year old kid? Is he a 20 year old college student? He. I is, don't know what's happening here. He, he's between the age of 18 and 20. So he's not a minor. He's not a minor. Okay. He was a minor, I think, when he got first introduced into the lives uh-huh. of of Tommy and Lisa or Johnny and Lisa. Johnny and Lisa. Uh, but he he's now over eighteen, and that is touched on a little bit at one point. Uh, I forget the line, but they do reference that I think he's at least eighteen, because Johnny's paying for him to go to school, right? And and his his uh, apartment or whatever, his yeah. condo. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So he's there and. <laughs> Fucking, this is dude. Weird. This scene. Holy, sh- they do. They start off and they just get into it. <laughs> so Denny uh, goes. No, Lisa tells Johnny, "Let's go upstairs." And Denny goes, "Can I watch? You know, can, can I come? Can like, I come? No, we want to be alone." I'm like, okay, I get it. Three's a crowd. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. They, they go upstairs and start pillow fighting, and then Denny comes. Then up, Denny comes in, and they're like, "Oh, ha, 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 ha. they're all pillow fighting and laughing." I'm like. Yeah, what the fuck is going yeah. on here? And then, then Danny says the creepy line is like, uh, "Hey, Danny, don't you or Tommy, <laughs> Johnny? Hey, Danny, don't you Just have somewhere else to be? Just calm down. Like, uh, uh, no, I don't have anywhere. Do well, you have any homework? I mean, we want to have some alone time. Oh, I get it. Like, yeah, I mean, two is fine, but three's a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> that uh-huh. the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In places doesn't even belong. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> so he goes off. And and he's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing up here, Danny? Oh, I just like to watch you guys." Does that mean he's done it in the past? I think it was clear when they were downstairs. They're going upstairs for things. In fact, in the and by the way, I think every single scene, uh-huh. every single line of dialogue uh-huh. is ADR in this movie. Yes, it has to be. It can't. Well, definitely his. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Tommy Wiseau's. By the oh, this is this is this is an interesting one. Okay, um, on the DVD, if you have anything, just shoot uh, it out. Uh, yes. In the DVD commentary, mm-hmm. he, he, at the very end of it, he does like a, a Q&A type of thing mm-hmm. where he's talking to a camera. He's sitting in what seems to be a... Uh, a room? A room. <laughs> oh, wait till you hear why it's called the room. Do you okay. know why it's called the room? No. Okay, wait till you hear that. Okay. But he's doing a DVD commentary uh-huh. and, he's, and he, all he, he's just sitting there answering questions. And even that has ADR in it. <laughs> ADR. Yes, <laughs> the DVD commentary. Yes, where he's sitting there, he's he's answering questions, and in the middle of it, you hear the his voice come out, totally different pitch, because maybe he, it, it matches his lips, uh-huh. but it was unintelligible, I guess, with the way he said it the first time. So even the extras outside the DVD, uh-huh. which is just like, no, take, start over, no, start over, no, start over. I guess that would have taken too long. Yeah. So they just like leave it in. We'll ADR it later. <laughs> Oh God! It, it's that—that that was the most distracting thing for me because of the whole audiophileness uh-huh. that I have, knowing and hearing the difference and recognizing like this—they're not wearing microphones. I don't think they have boomsticks or anything. <laughs> What's the thing with the Blair Ridge? Yeah, the yeah the dad recorders. <laughs> they don't have anything. They have nothing. So we get our first of three sex scenes. There's three sex scenes within ten minutes of this movie. Yeah. And three and a quarter, if, if we're counting uh, the studying scene with the other characters that don't. Well, actually, matter. it's there's three sex scenes, but the footage in the second sex scene is the exact same footage. <laughs> actually, Hollywood, I have answers for this. According to Tommy Wiseau, uh, they recorded one sex scene uh-huh. between uh, Tommy and Lisa, mm-hmm. but they did multiple takes. 
of this exact uh. same thing. And uh, now, he's, this is during the interview, he's like, uh, actually, if you look at the footage, if you put it side by side, you'll see it's a little bit different uh, because they, they, they just – here's a sex scene. Uh-huh. Uh, record. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, again, we'll record it again. Uh, just the motions, I guess, were very similar. Uh-huh. I, I think it's bullshit, but yeah. All right. So I have that in my trivia. Can I, may I just read oh, it now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if we come across something in trivia, I'm just going to go for That's it. That's fine. After filming the first love scene, Tommy Wiseau decided to write in a second love scene, but the actress playing Lisa was uncomfortable. As a compromise, the second love scene between Johnny and Lisa was created from unused shots from the first love scene. So that, that's what you're saying, yeah. unused love shot, which is why the candles are already lit when they arrive. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so let me just delete this. I, th- I think there was one scene that was exact form for form when he had the rose and he was doing the whole like, oh, oh dude, that was... <laughs> So she's not cheating on him yet, right? The, when, the first time, I'm, I'm clear. I'm guessing, <laughs> I'm guessing <laughs> when Mark. So they so they sleep together, and yeah. then uh, Mark, who is the guy who Greg um, Cicero Cicero I think Cicero Cicero yeah. yeah he wrote the disaster artist Cicero's a something else. that's like a literary literary character Paul Cicero is an actor anyway it doesn't matter yeah. so Mark Mark he was an actor in this movie but he was also the line producer do you know what a line producer does in a movie uh, I, I think they're just like the nanny basically no the line producer is like the guy in charge of keeping everything on time on budget you know they're they're the guy who's like okay. all right we're losing sunset what are we gonna do are we going to lunch now or like he's that guy Oh, so he's like, is he he's in charge of the, the money line? he's yeah he's watch, he's in charge of the bottom line okay and the director is in charge of the top of the 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 top talent okay so he's in charge of the bottom line got it mm-hmm. uh, so, by the way he was not meant to be mark is that is that your trivia? Do you have that? Mm-mm. Uh, Mark, but I did learn that. Mark was already cast. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't until the day before filming started that Tommy insisted that Mark play Mark. Greg played Mark. Yeah. And uh, and and they didn't even they, they couldn't fire the guy. The, it was, the guy's name was Don. It was supposed to be Mark. They, 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 he didn't want to fire him, so they just said, "Oh, we'll just tell them that." Um, I'm gonna start doing the stupid voice because yeah. that's all I keep hearing now. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll just tell them that uh, you want to get from film for you for the producers for later, and we'll film both parts, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll just cut them out later. Mm-hmm. And eventually they caught on, and it was a thing. Yeah, but yeah. So it's unclear how long the che- I'm guessing the cheating has been since after this scene. I, but what caused that? The thing that's confusing to me. So he finishes in bed, right? And yeah. It looks like she's trying to like nudge him. Awake to talk while after, you know, right. they do their business. Yeah. And she just rolls her over like, oh, I guess I hate this guy now. I'm going to cheat on him. Is that what started? He didn't wake up? I don't know. <laughs> because the and the thing that's – well, there's a lot of things that – as far as storyline goes, uh-huh. there's no – nothing connects. Uh-huh. It's all just individuals. Like these were all meant to be shorts. Uh-huh. <laughs> Every scene was meant to be a short. <laughs> okay. And they just started piecing it together and like, oh, they, they seem to fit. Mm-hmm. But because she calls Mark and like, hey, baby, like that's the way he addresses him oh, at the yeah. beginning. Hey, baby. Hey, what's up? I'm very busy right now. He's just sitting in the car. I don't mm-hmm. know what the fuck. The, the, the excuses that they try to use in this movie to end the scene, they're, they're just brilliantly transparent to me. Like, uh, this scene's over. Okay, I got to go. And he leaves. I can't talk right now. I'm busy. Why? Because the scene's only two minutes long. Oh. And every scene... Every time a person comes <laughs> comes on camera, he has to go, oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Danny. Oh, hi, Lisa. Like, he has to let you know who they yeah. are in case you forgot. Right. 
Yeah, in case you weren't paying attention to the first uh, yes. first couple times they were on screen. Uh huh. Yeah, and then and then also as they're leaving, bye. Uh huh. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Adam. You always rip my horror movies yep. for them not being real movies. Yep. Was he trying to make a real movie here, or I I believe? Do you think that he really thought this is going to be a fucking monster hit? Yes. <laughs> so this won't. This doesn't qualify with my horror movies. Like, no. It well. It does, but the way it's different is how much this has affected me. Okay. After the fact, because at the time I finished watching it, and I was just like, I was I was angry. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, <laughs> what? This is just a piece of shit. Uh-huh. I mean, everything about it. There's there's nothing, not a single thing that's redeeming about it. Yeah. And but then it just stayed with me, and and it's it's haunting me, <laughs> and it's I don't know. It, it's this this has developed a cult classic. And yes. When I first heard that, I was it, upset by it. Uh-huh. I'm I, I'm understanding it more and more every day, and next year is the 15 year anniversary. So I wonder if he's going to do anything for it. Next year is 15. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He's still airing this thing. I, I checked online. This there's still you can buy tickets to this uh, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night at midnight. There's at a, that theater in Hollywood, in- uh, a, a theater. It's, it's probably there's oh. probably multiple theaters yeah, are doing yeah. it. But it's uh, midnight Friday and Saturday and 9 p.m. on Sundays. If you still want to go watch this thing. Three, three, uh-huh. three days. Rocky Horror Picture Show is like once every other week or once a month. Yeah, think. it's like once a month, once every few months. Yeah, <laughs> but it has a good turnout. Yeah. This, I can't. I, what if if they're doing three nights in a week? <laughs> what what kind of crowd is it still drawing in? <laughs> all hipsters. I don't. Know. I don't. Uh, I'm, uh, does your brain hurt? It does. Just try to understand. I can't. I can't. <laughs> the phenomenon behind this. I don't. I do not understand. A dang thing. Oh, by the way, we should mention, this movie came out in 2003. Yes. We were 19 yeah. when this movie came out. We both, before we started recording, we both told stories. Oh, shit. I remember seeing his poster on Highland, yep. on Highland Avenue. Yes. And it's just, billboard and it's a black and white photo. It says The Room, and it's just his like face. He looks all coked out. Yeah, he's looking down in a weird... He looks like a vampire. Yeah. And I remember first seeing that poster, I'm like, is that a horror movie? And that post, that billboard was up for five years, paid by how much? Show. How much did he have to pay every month to keep that billboard on Highland Avenue? Yep, it's uh, five thousand dollars a month <laughs> for five years. That's sixty thousand a year. That's three hundred thousand dollars for the lifetime of that billboard. Just for the billboard. Just for the billboard. Again, nobody knows where his money's coming from. Maybe he actually is a vampire. He's <laughs> he's accumulated uh, gold and wealth in his time being uh, on Earth. Right. That okay? <laughs> it's weird that that's starting to make sense to me. Yeah. That's, that's that's how messed up my brain is now because of this movie. I'm like, oh, maybe he is. Yeah. So this that's is a good point. So, th- so this is your number twenty three. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. It's yes. I, eventually, I'm gonna find out that I wrote this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Wiseau is a pseudonym? Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So, yeah. So, I want to know in the second scene. Uh, <laughs> where now, he, so he calls the best friend. Hey, come over. Okay. He comes over and she's just like, uh, hey, ooh, it's hot in here. Uh-huh. Let's, uh, here's a drink. Let's uh, let's bang around. And it's, like, and it's another sex scene. Yeah. Oh, so, I can't. He's my best friend. Oh, but you can. Okay. Throughout the whole movie... So they this is the first time that we've seen them sleep together, right? Yeah. But every other scene before they sleep together, he's like, "Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I don't know." This, I'm like, "Dude, do, do you need a fucking runway? 
That's, Do you need lights yeah. on her fucking panties? You know what's going down, dude. Yeah. He's oh, every single scene. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. What's happening well, here? It was, just, it was just the one time, that the, the first time they met, but it was very much, she's like, oh, hey, it's kind of hot in here. <laughs> Walking up, touching his arm, like, hey, mm-hmm. what is this about, Lisa? Yeah. And then he, then he goes, oh, come on, the music, the, mm-hmm. the drinks, the sexy dress, what is this? Oh, I like you. And then he's like, ah, he's my friend, I can't, um, let's do it anyway, okay. Mm-hmm. They go, uh, sex scene, which... Uh, On a spiral staircase, That's, that cannot be comfortable. Yeah. And what a weird position. Yep. A spiral staircase. Uh, and th- they live in a penthouse in San Francisco. When they, when they went up there, it's just that one bedroom. Is that how like that's that's, that's the that, room? Is that like <laughs> is that like the style of penthouses? I thought that's more of like a loft, right? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter, dude. It, no, who cares? So they they finish, and then uh, he's like, "Oh, we can't do this again." By the way, he was supposed to have um, he was supposed to be uh naked in that scene, but he he, he didn't want to be. Uh, oh, you learned that in the yeah. Okay. That, that, was, that was one of the things he was like, "I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be Mark. Why? Because, well, first of all, that the, not the first of all, but one of the things is uh-huh. that love scene. I don't." It's like, oh, fine, we'll switch it, Mark. We'll make it work for you. <laughs> and uh, so, they, so they do, and then that, that was, yeah. So he was, he was supposed to be totally nude. Uh-huh. Didn't want to. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, that ends, oh, we can't do this again. He's my best friend. He's my best friend. He's my best friend. Hey, by the way, he's my best friend. <laughs> and uh, all right, it'll be our secret. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Good. We're done? Good. All right. I, I saw this in trivia. The, they're best friends, but they don't meet up until like 35 minutes into the movie. Like the first time they're actually on screen together <laughs> is like 35 minutes into the movie, something like that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Because the first time they see each other is the, oh, hi, Mark, the roof scene. Yeah. That's the first time they're physically on, on the it? same screen together. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I think. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Let's not, let's not dive too deep. And then he... I've already, already dived too deep. He <laughs> goes to buy her flowers. Yeah. This is amazing. We have to talk about this, this is, is this is probably the most well known scene in the movie outside of the Hi Mark. Yes. He go he, he This is he rolls into a flower shop and I don't know if they only had three minutes to film in this flower shop. <laughs> it was shot so fast. Yep. Oh uh, I don't think he stopped walking in her time. <laughs> the this had this definitely was eighty yard for both the lady of the flower shop, she had to have been eighty yard yes. too. He go, he walks in. And he goes, hi, it's me. Oh, Johnny, I didn't recognize you. I have your flowers. Here you go. Oh, thanks. That's hi, me. Hi, that's yeah. me. How much oh. is it? $19. Keep the change. Keep the change. Oh, hi, puppy. And then he leaves. Yeah. Hi, doggy. That was in 20 seconds. Yeah. Maybe they ran out of time. They were like, ah, oh, our budget. Was the flower <laughs> shop closing? Oh, we, you only got two minutes yeah. in here? It's closing about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That's when flower shops close. The, the, I've never seen a movie this ADR'd in my life. No. Right? The only thing that would be more ADR than this is like a, something that's a cartoon or animated where it's the entire movie. <laughs> yes. And you know what? We've seen, like I said, the Kirk Cameron movie. Yeah. We saw Master of Disguise. Yep. We saw all these shitty movies. Yes. Those at least, at least, at least how bad those were. Those had professional crew, professional looking sets that were built. Yep. Costumes. Real sound. And at least had all the as much as we hated those things, it at least had it was at least was at least well you like to say Adam, a real movie. Yes. It was an attempt. Watching this really made me mad. This, by the way, the reason why this film was so expensive, uh because they spread no expenses with the cameras. Oh, that's in my trivia. Is it? Okay. Okay, okay I'll read it. <laughs> um 
shot simultaneously on 35mm film and high-definition video. Tommy Wiseau was confused about the difference between the two formats, so he used both cameras on the same mount. They were taped together. Yep. He also purchased the cameras instead of renting them, as most film productions usually do. Yep. I'll delete that from trivia. Do you know the difference between uh, 35mm and video, shooting on video? 35mm uh, is, is like actual, actual film. film. Yeah. So that means when you have to cut it, you have to actually physically slice, right. like in Fight Club. You yep. have to make the With slices the, on the it reel. It should be called those cigarette burns. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and That's why some shots look like real grainy and other shots look a little more clear. Well. The grainier ones are the film. Apparently, <laughs> they didn't even use the HD footage. Really? According to Tommy Wiseau, okay. the HD footage was not used because they found out that <laughs> you can you can scan into 35mm and that goes to 1080p versus an HD, which is going to be a 720 or something. What are, this is him talking, so I don't think it's accurate. <laughs> you just take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah, but, the whole, but according to him, the HD footage has never been used. The, the Blu-ray editions, which there are Blu-ray editions of this movie... We're from the 35 millimeter film. What? <laughs> so, uh, and uh, he also teased that maybe since there was two cameras on the same rig, mm-hmm. that maybe one day we'll release this in 3D. <laughs> he actually said that. Yes. How would you like to see a room in 3D? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it in 3D then. <laughs> Oh, my God. Dude, this guy is... So I told you before we recorded, <laughs> some people have this conspiracy theory that he, this guy created this character and he's performing it like like he's very Andy Kaufman-esque where like I'm going to stay in character for 15 years. Okay. I, I don't know how true that is. I think this is he's genuinely like this. Yes. Well, here's, here's the thing. Because I, I, before I started hearkening back, I heard him on a podcast with Adam Carolla. Years ago. Wizzo? Yes. Years really? and years ago. Okay. Because they were talking about... I, I, I certainly hope it's this movie. And I'm not blending things together. But he was very emphatic trying to be serious about it. And like, no, this is a real movie. And I was, I was supposed to make a sequel, but the studios, they fucked me. So I did it myself. <laughs> that, that, that was basically the, the, the gist of it. Like, he wanted to make get it done. They, they said no. So he's like, well, I'm going to do it my own way then. Mm-hmm. And he did it. And there's supposed to be another movie coming out... Uh, it may be confusing things, but I just I, I feel like I, he and I, I think according to uh to, to Mark also, this was meant to be his like crowning achievement, his Citizen Kane. His, right. That's actually also in my trivia. <laughs> is it? Okay. Oh well, about the studios. Oh, okay. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Also, oh, this is, is based in fact. Then my so I, I, maybe I did hear that. I'm not confusing things. Where is it? Oh, here we go. According to Greg Sestero, Tommy Wiseau submitted the film to Paramount, hoping to get them as the distributor. Usually, it takes about two weeks to get a reply. The film was rejected within 24 hours. (laughs) So I'll delete this one. (laughs) Oh, man. Where are we in the plot? What does it matter? Uh, The flower shop still. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what what to me, the only thing that makes this scene make sense is him being a director and him being an actor is 
is is messing with it. And that's why this whole movie failed. Because in his mind, as a director, these are the things that need to happen in this scene. Mm-hmm. As long as these things happen, we're good. All right. Now let's get them done. <laughs> I need to walk in. I need to say hi. I need to get the flowers. I need to pay for the flowers. Pay for the flowers, and I need to leave. Uh, there's a dog just sitting on the counter. I got to have to acknowledge it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, all right, these are the objectives of this scene, and ba- apparently, based on, on his notorious lack of memorizing his own goddamn script, he just he's like, all right, these are the, these are the bullet points. All right, mm-hmm. got it. Walk in. Hey, how's it going? There's my flowers. Thank you. Keep the change. Hey, doggy, and he's out. Because uh, and and then looking back at it, did I hit what I needed to hit? Uh, walked in, flowers, hello, <laughs> walk out, pay for it, dog, got it, we got it, move on, next scene. Okay. So that so that, that that's that's only that's the only way I can make anything okay. of this movie make sense. Him as a director is getting in the way of him as an actor. Because now he's just like this needs to happen in this scene. I'll make it happen and move on. It was done well. I'm a director. I'm not the actor. Yeah. Because he's got the different hat on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Takes the hat off. Now I'm an actor. Make the director happy. Let's get his job done. Boom, 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 boom. Done. <laughs> Hit all the points, right? Are we good? Rabbit. <laughs> I have this, something close to it in trivia. I'll just read it. Tommy Wiseau frequently forgot his own lines or miscues, requiring numerous retakes and on-set direction from the script supervisor. As a result, much of his dialogue has to be redubbed in post-production. Dude, the editors of this movie had to, this must have been a nightmare. Yeah, they can't use any like thing he shot. They, they have to clean up. Like I'm sure they're like w- one way you can clean up like bad audio. Like if you can't pick it up, is to like quickly cut away or. Have him ha- find some shot where like he's picking up like water and he's drinking like that. So, yeah, and then you can double like this must have been a nightmare shoot. Uh, yeah, cutting this thing, dude. Uh, a lot of it is that the whole B roll thing. Where and this is what I try to do when I do the productions at, at Red Pack, uh, Red Pack Podcast, Red Pack Productions at DroneBox dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll try to get B rolls of just sitting there listening. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, don't don't make a sound. Don't move your lips. Just sit there. Oh, like, like in speed? Shake your head. Like in speed where they yeah, right. have to stand, sit yeah. still? Let me let me just get 10 seconds of this in case I need to cut uh-huh. something else so I can do it. So this is an edit point. Mm-hmm. I can use this as an edit point to cut to you Oh yeah. while I fix the audio problem and then go back to what it needs to go to. So that means the editors had to do this times a million <laughs> for the footage they I got. I don't know. I can't, I can't imagine. I'm surprised he didn't edit the movie himself. <laughs> Maybe he did. <laughs> maybe that's where maybe that's where we have what we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so he, he gets the flowers. He goes back home now. Uh-huh. Hey Lisa, I got you some flowers. <laughs> this, this is the pizza scene, right? Yeah, yeah. He says, "Oh, you- we missed the scene with the mom." Oh my god, the mom! So the mom, <laughs> the mom. This is Lisa's mom. Yeah, Lisa's mom buries the lead. You know this term, right? Burying yep. the lead. Yeah. She talks about, oh, my brother <laughs> is trying to take money from the house that we have. We agreed. You you have to marry uh, Johnny because yeah. he has a good – oh, and by the way, I'm dying. The results came in. I have cancer. Yeah. Oh, so, Lisa, what? <laughs> and that never that sto- that never is addressed again. One of the many storylines. <laughs> There's several things that are brought up that are never touched on again. Come in and come out. I don't know. <laughs> she, said, she said she's dying. She yeah. has breast cancer. Right. But and also one of the more one of the favorite lines I feel like of Tommy is don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Every time a problem comes up, oh don't worry about it. Uh-huh. Don't worry. Why don't worry so much? Mom has breast cancer. Oh don't worry about it. 
It's going to be all right. What? That's, that's like that's like Trump, dude. That's what I was. Yeah. That's what Bill Burr said about Trump. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, don't worry. Ah. Yeah. Believe me. It, believe me. You'll see. I got you'll it. See. It's going to be fine. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> believe me. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so the mom uh, comes in. This is where we first find out that she's not And this conversation, she, they talk for two minutes. She's like, okay, got to go. Bye. This could have been done on a phone call. Every scene with the mom could have just been done Every- on a phone call. <laughs> There's so many scenes where people come into the scene, handle their business, and leave. I gotta it's, go. It's like a play, right? Yeah. It's, it's like it's like a theater play. No, but, but it's, it's all it's all like bullshit. I know. But, hey, but hey, I, I, I just came over to see. Uh, I came over to see Tommy. Oh, he's not here. Okay, well, um, I gotta go do some things. Yeah. Like, well, then what the fuck? You're just gonna walk in and say, "Hey, Tommy, I gotta see you, but I gotta leave now." <laughs> what if he was there? You can't have a conversation then. Yeah. And the mom, same thing, comes in. Oh, tell me about your problems. Okay, you want to talk about it? I gotta go anyway. I got things to do. Bye. <laughs> everybody, everybody comes into a scene with purpose, handles their business, uh-huh. and then immediately is like exposition. Oh. They do an exposition dump. Yeah. Okay. Gotta go. I gotta Bye. go. And again, this I think this is the director saying <laughs> these are the objectives you have to accomplish. Once you got them, you get out. <laughs> Exit right away. Why? Nah. I got I got things to do. Yeah. Like the first scene when we see Mark, uh, he's sitting on the phone like, hey, are you busy, Mark? Yeah, I'm very busy. What do you need? All right. No, I want to talk to you. All right, let's talk. What do you want to talk about? I told you I'm very busy. All right, I got to go. Mm-hmm. No, he's doing nothing. He's busy doing what? Uh, these are just uh, – the way that, that Mark describes it or uh, uh, Greg describes uh-huh. it in The Disaster Artist, these – the entire dialogue is is based on Tommy's limited – grasp of the english language <laughs> and interactions with people uh uh-huh. so these to him these are all perfectly logical and good conversation <laughs> things that you can have with somebody yeah because these are things that would be said yes of course they would all be said mm-hmm. but they, they don't get said back to back to back to back to back to back to back <laughs> that's how co- that's not how conversations no. work yeah just because somebody will say that at some point in their life yeah. doesn't mean <laughs> you have to jam com- them in yeah to what scene these are all things everybody says so everybody's gonna be happy <laughs> Everybody can relate to these words because everybody says these yeah. words. You know how like Tarantino when he writes a movie, the 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 dialogue flows naturally. Yeah, yeah, like uh, you know what they call a quarter pounder with cheese and pear. Oh, they don't call it a quarter <laughs> pounder. Nah, man, they got the metric system. They don't oh. know what the fuck a quarter pounder. Like that yeah. sounds like it's a natural yeah. conversation. Yeah, what what do, they, what do they call it? Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. <laughs> See a Big Mac's a Big Mac, but they call it Le Big Mac. Uh, Le Big yeah, Mac. Yeah. What, what, what do they call? What do they call a Whopper? I don't know. I didn't go to Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's like a natural. That's, di- that's a natural dialogue. Those are things people actually talk about. <laughs> it's like, what do you call? A, what do you call a Whopper? Don't worry about it. <laughs> what? I gotta go. <laughs> no, actually, no. <laughs> actually, the scene should have been. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> oh my God. We're 15 minutes into this movie. We got to figure out how to make this move. There's, there's, there's too many things. There's yeah. So Johnny doesn't drink. Apparently, that's the whole. That's the is, whole thing. But is he sober or he just doesn't drink? I'm guessing he just doesn't drink at all. Okay. And Lisa's like, "Come on, I ordered a pizza. Oh, <laughs> you think of everything, Lisa? Yeah, you're so great. Did you get your promotion? No, they're using me. They're using me. They betray me and they take my ideas and I don't even care anymore. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) Can you imagine if you owned a small business and you have a question about your account? Oh, Johnny will see you. (laughs) It's this fucking guy. (laughs) What does he do at the bank? He's not a teller. No, it can't be. Walking in with his sunglasses. So he's a a banker? Yeah. What can I help you with your monies? (laughs) 
You have to pay, or the yeah. bank's going to take you home. I could put you on a fixed rate loan, man. Yeah. That seems like a high APR. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Wait, but I've read that f- that uh, fixed APRs are better than no, no. Don't, you shouldn't plan don't so much. <laughs> Holy shit! Is he because he's a banker in San Francisco? Is he responsible for the homeowners crisis <laughs> that took place in 07? Was he signing off so many bullshit loans? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you can afford it. Don't worry about it so much. Oh, your your assistant manager Burger King, you fold house. Yeah, sign. <sighs> Jesus. So he doesn't drink. That's, this is the story. Yeah. And she pour. Do you know what two drinks she mixed? I don't know. I have it in trivia. Do you? <laughs> she mixed. Is it, please tell me. Hold on. The only thing, well, that, the only thing that would well, make sense. Well, you know what one of them is. One's, what's a vodka? Yes, but do you know what the brown one is? It. it uh, <laughs> It, it can't be whiskey because that's 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 disgusting. It, it would have to be like a a, a vermouth or something. Uh, it's scotch and vodka. Oh, come on! <laughs> what the? Uh huh. That is an outrage. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that something he drinks in his fucking? Is that what they drink in Transylvania, <laughs> where he's from? <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. Yeah. So he takes. I oh I love. His interpretation of people who are drunk, his tie is wrapped around her forehead. She's like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> We're being silly. Is that how he thinks people who are drunk act? Yeah. They put the tie around the head. And, and in case you didn't know he was drunk, <laughs> he then goes on to announce it. Uh, All right. I, I'm drunk and I'm tired and I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'm wasted is what he calls himself. <laughs> and then she... I just love that her, his tie is around her head. Yeah. She's like, ah! That's uh, that's a Howie Mandel move uh-huh. from uh, Bobby's World. That's how the show started. Opening credits. Oh yeah, Howie Mandel. The tie tie. Yeah. yeah. So they're saying he's a drunkard now. <laughs> Bobby's dad's drunk. Rude. <laughs> so we get the so we get the the sex scene. So now there's another sex scene, but it's it's the it's the it's unused footage from the first sex scene. Right. I think that's hilarious that. <laughs> He wanted to do another sex scene, and she's like, "No, nah, I'm not comfortable with that." Oh, but, let me but, tell you. But with the Mark character, she was like, "Oh yeah, I'll film every fucking scene yeah. you want." Apparently, part of the audition process for Lisa. Oh my god, it, w- it wasn't it wasn't a sex scene, but it was there was making out involved. And uh, this this Lisa, who's who's plays Lisa Juliet something Juliet Daniel, uh, they they would just be making out like as a, like a rehearsal. That, uh-huh. That's that's just the thing that they would do apparently. Uh, and there, there was a there was a couple of actors that were supposed to be Lisa mm-hmm. that didn't work out. Uh, some of which because like, all right, so who's who's this Johnny character that I, who's, who's who's playing the Johnny role? That guy. Yeah, I don't think I can fit this into my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. Uh, and then he's just he, apparently he was very rude to these other Lisas, and uh. they eventually bounced out. But this one. Just like everybody that's on this movie is pretty much has a has a broken soul. <laughs> They're just like, it's gonna be tape. It's gonna be, I'll, this will be for a demo reel later. Mm-hmm. Fine, whatever, whatever it takes. Let's just get this over with. Well, this isn't part of my trivia, but I, as I was going through the trivia on, on IMDb, one of them said uh, the majority of the cast and crew thought that this no one was gonna see this movie. Absolutely. Yep. So they were just like, fuck it. Yep. It's a paycheck. Yeah. That that was also a thing that uh, that got Greg into it, uh, the the Mark character, that he he offered to pay him an exorbitant amount of money. He doesn't, he doesn't say what the number is, but be Mark. You should be Mark. <laughs> I wrote the part for you, and uh, 
I'm going to be saying this voice. This is going to become my inner monologue now. This goddamn voice. <laughs> and uh, so he agreed to do it against his better judgment uh-huh. because he was going to get paid for it. And he thought, it's not going to get released anyway. And then after filming started, he, he saw a note from Tommy saying, you'll get 95% of the money after we wrap production. Holy shit. Yeah. So he's just like, all right, that's fine. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this, this is never going to wrap. What if this never wraps? Yeah. I don't get paid. <laughs> do you know how long it took? Uh, no. I have it in my trivia. Okay. This film took filming took over six months. In that time, two cinematographers, along with their crews, resigned, and three actors left, being either recast or replaced with a completely different character. Six months to film this. No there, action sequences. There, there was no a, special effects. Ex- uh, besides the green screen yeah. roof, there, there, there was uh, a part of the book that he talks about that there was a, a scene. The the whole scene. You tear me apart, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> that that scene. Took as long to film as it took. Uh, oh, I'm gonna fuck up the name. I'm gonna say Cameron to uh, film D-Day in like Saving Private Ryan. Oh my god, the, the D-Day storming <laughs> the beach. That scene took as long to film. <laughs> That's as in the book. Tear me apart, Lisa. That's in the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where does the time go? Because he's just line, line, line. <laughs> also, apparently he showed up to set late three to four hours every single day. Every single day. The the writer, producer, director, actor? Yes. <laughs> Eight o'clock call time. Shows up at three or four in the afternoon. <laughs> he shows up at lunch. Yeah. But yeah, basically they're already having lunch. Uh, to the point where the makeup artist started coming in four hours late every day and was never noticed. <laughs> Oh my god! So much, so oh many my, things. It hurts, dude. I'm like, I have tears just <laughs> from laughing. All right, where are we at? What's next? So uh, she gets him drunk. So is her plan? I'm gonna get him drunk to egg him on to hit me because the next scene is when she's meeting with the mom and yeah. saying he was drunk last night and he hit me. Yeah. And the mom's reaction isn't, "Oh my god, my yeah. daughter was struck." It was, "Johnny doesn't drink." Right. That's her. <laughs> That's her first reaction to <laughs> my fiance hit me. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Johnny doesn't drink. I, I, th- I think the point of it was get him drunk so that he doesn't remember. Oh. So that if I say this, he can't he refute can't, it. He can't. Oh, that's true. Okay. On, uh, only logical thing yeah. uh, so far in the movie. <laughs> You're defending it. Yeah. Uh, no. It always ends up no. happening. Uh, yeah. So he tells mom, oh, he, he hit me. I don't think I love him anymore. Like. Well, but he is a good man. He provides for you. You got to stay with yeah. him. I know men, <laughs> after all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is what, a what? Can we? Uh, um, I think next is the Denny and drug dealer scene. Oh on the roof. yes, with okay. Chris H. So, Chris R. So this again, this is something that's brought up and it's never touched on again. Yep. This is why I'm thinking this guy has to be like underage. No, I'll tell you why he, he isn't. Okay, this is also this is defended in uh, one of the many interviews I've seen. Okay, so Mr. Tommy was so uh, they're on the so they all live in this uh, penthouse uh, apartment building. So it's a yeah. common roof. Yeah. So Denny's up there, and this fucking white drug dealer is up there. He's like, "Hey, man, you got my money?" And he pulls a gun out and he's going to put it to his head. Yeah. And he goes, "I'll get you your money, I swear." And then Mark and uh, Johnny come out and yeah. like, "Hey, what's going on here?" And they fight him off. Yep. And they go, "We'll take him to the cops." Yep. They 
then escort him to the SFPD, I'm guessing, and they come back within three minutes. Yep. They're like, what happened? And then the way he's grabbing Denny's head and, like, stroking his head, like, oh, it's okay, Denny. Because, again, the director, in the director's mind, I feel like this is meant to be a compassionate scene Uh to show how much I care for this boy. But he keeps lifting his head off my chest. Uh Uh-huh. So let me get it back on there. (laughs) You're ruining the scene, Denny. (laughs) But this scene comes out of nowhere. It's never addressed again. Nope. Never brought up, hey, what happened to that drug dealer? Nope. Did he buy the drugs on credit? Where's my money? Don't you usually that's, give them cash on the spot? That's not how drug dealers work. <laughs> yeah. So when we were, no credit system. So, so when we were watching The Wire, Bodie, yeah. Bodie didn't take fucking no. credit, dude. Yeah, it's like, hey, let me get a. What was the name? Of the, what was the name of it? Like a nuclear disaster or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, let me get some of that annihilation, and yeah. um, I'll pay tomorrow. Oh no! Fuck no, Bodie. Bodie, you know Bodie's not taking that shit, dude. You can't hear all the slapping sounds, yeah. but I was making a lot of things for the video audience. And then you try to you try to <laughs> tell that to Marlo too. It's exhausting. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh Marlo, dude, Mar- yeah. Marlo, and Chris and Mm-mm. Snoop. Fuck no, dude. No. The fuck you mean? Yo, you come, yo, yo, you come over here and try to buy your drug without Crambo, man. That's a better. Snoop. That's my Snoop. Uh, yeah, that's a great yeah. Snoop. That's much better than my Snoop that I was trying to do right now. <laughs> you didn't even know I was trying to do Snoop, right? No, yeah, that was real bad. <laughs> So yeah, he he gets taken to. Have you have you ever seen someone get mugged and you're like, don't worry, ma'am, I'll take this guy to the cops for you. Yeah, that that's what happens at the scene. Oh, uh, Spider Man, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I got him, and <laughs> mm-hmm. he's taken care of. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you were saying yes through an interview about uh, he is not 18 or, or he's over 18. Uh-huh. Uh And this is proven by the fact that they will not allow the mother. To call the cops on him. Because if he's under 18, they'll treat him as a juvenile. Oh. Over 18, that's a mark on your permanent record and you're screwed for life. And is this something from Tommy Wiseau, his yes. logic? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> it's so crazy because everything in the movie, he can relate to uh, comments on society as a whole. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. Sometimes I'm just like... What? What did? Because I, 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 I uh, like half tuned out. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know how you got there. It doesn't matter. But but this one was like a how? Yeah, it's because of the system. You know, it's against the people, mm-hmm. so we don't want them to put the kid away for life. Yeah. Just oh my god. So uh, that's that's how we know he's over eighteen. Okay. But again, they've been dating for five years, so uh-huh. maybe at the time he was thirteen when they first when Denny was first brought in. Maybe, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. What do you think the age difference is between Johnny and uh, Lisa? According to according to Johnny, or according <laughs> to uh, reality? Because he, he he refuses to name his age as well. It's another thing he's very secretive about yeah. where he comes from. Well, he, where dude, he comes he's from. Count Dracula. Dude. Yeah, he's been alive forever. Right. <laughs> yeah, because if you told us the real answer of five thousand years, we wouldn't believe it. <laughs> It's 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 got to be. I think at the time he was forty. Uh, she looks like she's like twenty seven. Uh, uh, okay, I'll, I'll go mid twenties, mid mid late twenties. Yeah, yeah, and he, he's he's got to be at least forty. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think that's in, in the book. I think that's he's referred to as forty ish. Okay, or thirty ish at the time that he met Greg for the first time. Okay, which was uh, maybe ten years previous, or I don't remember. I have a lot of information swimming around yeah, in my head. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, we got a comment oh, here. And uh, drug dealers sometimes front you the money for drugs. <laughs> Who is this? This is uh, 
somebody named Annie. <laughs> uh, not that Annie, guys. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, profits and they're trying extra cash. Just saying. Okay. Apparently, maybe it's a thing. I don't have a lot of well, interaction. That was never addressed on the wire. Right. Everything I know about <laughs> yes. everything I know about the drug world yeah. is is on the wire. Right. <laughs> uh, Omar wouldn't stand for it. Uh, no, Omar would kill you. So on the roof is this on the roof where Denny says, "I love Lisa." I look at her and I want to kiss her, and he's like, "Oh no, it's okay." People love each other like humans, you know. You'll find someone in life. Yeah. Oh, and- we also forgot to mention. Danny straight up tells Lisa, I love you, and every time I see you, I want to kiss you. And she's like, oh, Danny. No, hold on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Again, I, I, I've seen this movie more than uh, one or once. once. Uh, the way – Danny walks in at one point mm-hmm. and sees Lisa there. He's like, oh, you look so beautiful. Can I kiss you? And she's like, what? No. She's like, oh, I'm just kidding. I love you and Tommy. And, and, th- and that's the end of that scene. Yeah. But they, on the roof is when he says, like, I, I think I'm in love with, with Lisa. Lisa. Mm-hmm. Every time I see her, I, I just want to wanna kiss her and tell her I love her. And and then of course the fiance to Lisa is like, oh don't worry about it, it's okay, it's fine. People people love is a weird thing. You can love somebody deep in your soul, and you don't have to. We don't have to say words. Yeah. If everybody in the world had loved each other more, we'd be better off. And that that was meant to be the deepest line of all time. I guarantee it. <laughs> As you thought of it, I'm gonna say That's this his word. Message for the world. Yes, yeah. and the, the masses are gonna be like, oh shit, he's right. <laughs> you know what? We should change our ways. I'm I'm, I'm starting. With a man in the mirror. <laughs> the Michael Jackson song. <laughs> well, based on that first scene, I wouldn't be shocked if fucking Denny, like, watched him have sex before. I would not be shocked by can that I, either. Can I watch? Oh, yeah. three's a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, the drug dealer scene? Um, that cost $80,000 to shoot. Oh, my God. <laughs> Be, oh, also, that was shot multiple times. The first time uh, that drug scene was supposed to happen was in an alley. The same alley they're, they're playing football in later. <laughs> in they, in they, their tuxes? Yes, in their tuxes. <laughs> Is that explained in the book? The tuxes? Uh, uh, one of the interviews I saw, he, he explains it a little bit. But oh, we'll, we'll get there. They, they, they filmed in the alley. That was the first day of shooting was uh-huh. in the alley. And they, they had Chris R. Why is he called Chris R? Because Chris R is more gangster. <laughs> That's from him? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, well, this, this is uh, Greg talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, uh, So, I don't know. He, he, they filmed the scene, and then in the alley, fine, we're done. So, Chris R, he's out. Uh, days, weeks later, I want to redo that scene again, but on the roof this time. Uh, why don't you call call Chris R? Tell him to come down for the shoot. <laughs> like, all right, calls him. Uh, he's shopping with his girlfriend at the grocery store. Uh-huh. Tell him to come down now. It's important. Is he an actor <laughs> or not? <laughs> so then he comes back in. He's and he's pissed because he already he already everybody everybody knows that Tommy's gonna burn this fucking place to the ground. <laughs> yeah. And they just they're just waiting for it to happen. So when he, when he calls him, like, hey, um, how's it going? Uh-huh. Oh, you didn't burn the studio down yet? Like, no, nah, but he's working on it. Uh, listen, we need you to come back in for a shoot. <laughs> And he comes back in, and uh, according according to Greg, and also according to me, uh-huh. the best performance in the entire room <laughs> was Chris R. Was Chris R. <laughs> that that was the only believable thing. Yeah. In this sea of unbelievability, yeah, was his give my fucking money. Yeah. Because he showed he showed the passion that, that everybody else was, was lacking, and goddamn it, it's really sad mm-hmm. that that's the scene that does it. 
So where are we now? Uh, he, <laughs> he, he gets. Uh, when does he find out about hitting her? The, this is bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Isn't that like coming soon? That, that, Isn't that, that like that's now? Right before he talks to Denny on, on the roof. Oh, okay. Because he comes so up. Oh, hey, Mark. What's happening? Oh. Uh, and then he talks to Mark about. Um, well, we have to talk about that scene, dude. Yeah. That's in the trailer. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. We have. This is like the most popular scene. Yes. The most well known scene in the movie. I showed this scene to my daughter. Because I was, I was, I told her I'm doing this movie on spoilers. You can't watch it, baby, because it's an adult movie. Uh-huh. Uh, because of all these, yeah, things. And um, I said, but you can watch this best of clip <laughs> because it's fine. This uh-huh. is PG rated. Yeah. And she recognized the roof scene. She's like, I've seen that on YouTube videos. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. Like, what? Yeah, people made like memes out of it. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry, Lou, but I, I don't, I don't know so, those things. Yeah. So he, so he's, I, he somehow finds out that he, supposedly he hit Lisa. So he comes out of the roof and he's holding a water bottle. And he goes, I did not hit. This is bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. And yeah. he drops the water bottle. Oh, hey, Mark. The, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful. <laughs> this is why the cult classic has developed. Because you, you want to watch that over and over again. Not because it's good. Because it is so, so bad. Yes. And not only is it so bad. It made the final cut. <laughs> so what does that mean about all the other takes? Have you ever heard Patton Oswalt do the joke about Deathbed? Deathbed no. was a movie in the 70s. This is a real movie. Oh, yes. And it's about a bed that yep. eats people. Yes. And he goes, so that means one of two things <laughs> either happen. Either the screenwriter, he never had a moment's down. He's at the uh, at the typewriter just like, and then the bed eats the guy. This is awesome. <laughs> yes. And he goes, or what if he had moments moments of doubt and he fucking worked through them? <laughs> That's so much more worse to me. It's like, yeah. and then the bad eats the, what the fuck am I writing? Oh, no, I will finish this. Yeah. That's what that no, reminds me of. No, no, I will finish this. So what was left on the cutting room floor? Ah. <laughs> uh, That's yeah, true. So, so I didn't think of that. Yeah, like, so what could have been cut out? Well, Apparently, there was audio issues during this scene as well. Okay. Because he goes up. He's like, oh, hey, Mark. What's happening? Oh, I'm just thinking about women. And you know how, mm-hmm. how – do you think they cheat like we do? I'm like, no. My Lisa loves me. And she's faithful. I'm loyal. I love it. Like, I, you never know, man. I know this guy that had like uh, – he was he had 12 chicks. Oh, God. Oh, this yeah. chick had 12 dudes. Uh-huh. And the guy found out about her and beat her up. And he's like <laughs> – He was just laughing. He's like <laughs> – What a crazy story. <laughs> Apparently, sorry about that. Uh-huh. The, the, the I think his name was Sandy or or, or somebody. Uh-huh. Somebody that was behind the camera kept telling him, "This is not a laughing matter. <laughs> Stop laughing when you say this." So the Seth Rogen character, probably. Yeah, probably. O- okay, probably. Uh, but he just he couldn't do it. And um, and and the, when he, when he uh, the the line that he says where he beat up the girl so bad he had to put her on a hospital on Figueroa Street or mm-hmm. something. Uh, that is where Tommy lived. And uh, like the, he does on Figueroa, there's no hospital on Figueroa Street. But he used that line to try to get Tommy's attention. Like, hey, fucking pay attention, <laughs> pay attention to this scene. Yeah. And he just drifts off and he gets all over the fucking place. He doesn't know what he, where he is or uh-huh. what he's doing. Uh, but all the audio was so bad, and all, all the other takes they had to keep that street name in the film, oh. which pissed them off because he doesn't. As private as he is, I don't want people knowing what street what street I live on. Uh. Even though he doesn't live there anymore, it's like oh, it's his, it's his private information. They're gonna find out. That's where my coffin is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna find corpses everywhere. <sighs> so the rooftop scene happens. Uh, uh, Mark is kind of pretty much trying to tell him, like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm banging your wife." Uh, and then Danny comes up and is like, "Hey, I'm also in love with your wife." Turns out, 
He's like, hey, everybody's fine. Don't worry about yeah, it. Don't worry about it. Here. <laughs> Moving on. There's okay. There's a scene with the therapist guy. Oh yeah, this guy shows up and then he disappears. Another just disappears. Well, he doesn't disappear. He gets recast. Oh wait. Oh wait a minute. Is the guy who comes in at the party like, what are you doing? Is that was that supposed to be him? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> it was supposed to be the same thing. I kept guy. wondering who the fuck is this guy. <laughs> That's the way it worked out. They, they talked about it on an interview. It okay. Like, yeah, it was supposed to be that guy, but he wasn't available that day. So it was like, oh, we'll just give it to that guy. Hey, you want to play this role? Okay. <laughs> Adam. What the? My horror movies, they at least try. <sighs> they, but I don't know. <laughs> because I feel like this guy was actually trying. He just – he has a different <laughs> target. <laughs> what he's trying to make is so outside of everything else in the world. Mm-hmm. That it it just it doesn't doesn't work, at least with horror movies. I feel like they have a this is our audience. I'm gonna play it to this audience. Uh-huh. This guy has no audience. He's got no anything. <laughs> okay. He's just his audience is him, mm-hmm. and he made a movie that he loves, and then it got destroyed, ripped apart, put back together, and then raised on shoulders, and now exalted, uh-huh. and he's just fucking riding that train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the therapist friend. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> we're barely like halfway. I thought you said there was no plot. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just the scenes themselves. Yeah. They're so stupid. All yeah. right, we can fast forward a little bit. Yeah, um, talk to the therapist. Hey, uh, things are weird. Okay, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And then he leaves. And then he, uh, the therapist, is now talking to Mark. And Mark is just like, "Oh, back off, Daco. Oh, you're trying to analyze me or whatever." He's like, "Ah, oh, he turns to push him off the roof." Yeah, he's like, <laughs> "You're having an affair with Lisa, aren't you?" Ah. What? No! Ah, grabs him by the collar, uh, pulls him over to the side of the roof. Uh-huh. Not like dangling him like yeah. Batman would. Yeah. But just like, uh, can you look over that corner real quick? <laughs> just put your head over, just yeah. just for a second. Uh-huh. And that's supposed to be a murder, uh, attempted murder scene. Yeah. Uh, it's badly shot. Uh, Very. You can totally tell it's green screen around yeah. them. Oh, by the way, do you want to talk about the uh, the rooftop scene? Did we, did we say that on the, on, the, on the podcast? No. As far as where it is? Oh, no. We talked about it before we were recording. <laughs> That's right. So <laughs> you can tell on the roof in the background that it's a green screen. Yep. So I'm thinking, okay, they did a green screen because you never know with weather. It's San Francisco. Yep. It's cold and damp all the time. Yep. It's not always sunny. I'm guessing they did this in a studio or in a warehouse or something. To control the elements. Right. And then I found out they shot it on a green screen. But, wait, hold on. By the way, uh-huh. they rented a space, uh-huh. a, a studio space. Yes. Which had an indoors. It, yeah. Okay. And they shot it outside with a green screen. In the parking lot <laughs> of the studio. <laughs> and this is why this is also talked about in the book. There's certain scenes that it looks more gloomy than others because... That was just the weather. You can't control that. They Which is why show- I thought they used a green screen. <laughs> I know. So instead of doing indoors to avoid that, they put it outdoors to get that. They, they found ways to make it more complicated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he loves a challenge, dude. I don't think he understands. But based, based on the, the, the book, uh-huh. he, he is completely disconnected. From any reality that uh-huh. anybody we would know yeah. would claim to be in. And I am crazy jealous of that. <laughs> I am so crazy jealous of that. You know who... <laughs> I, You know, 
our 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 missing partner here. Yeah. I could picture him being a Tommy Wiseau if we were to try to make a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing the wrench he, in the gears. He, he has, uh, he has Wiseau'd me uh, in a couple of uh, shots I, I was trying to get at the drum box. <laughs> where I was like, what do we do this way? Like, mm-hmm. all right, first of all, I spent the past two weeks planning this shot or this, this scene. Yeah. And uh, you're coming to me two minutes before we start recording. <laughs> and you just want to switch it up. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate the effort. I know I like where your head's at. <laughs> However... Oh, you're doing the taffer? Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is the taffer. You can't just do those things. Yeah. Okay? These things are here for a reason. reason. <laughs> and uh, you just cannot change it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, we forgot to mention, uh, one of the scenes where Lisa and her mom are talking, uh, Tommy Wiseau's in the bathroom or in the closet or something, and he overhears that, oh, yeah. that she cheated on, on him with Mark. And he goes, this is bullshit. I'm going to catch her. And he puts a tape recorder on a phone. Yep. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> no. And, and this, this was actually a complaint also that, that, uh, that my girlfriend gave me. Okay. Uh, what he does is he gets a cassette tape. <laughs> Which, the, the, pulls out of his jacket. So the, so, so the conceit is he well, carries as, that on him at all times. As a banker, I mean, you need to have oh, yeah. these things, mm-hmm. obviously. Yes. So the idea is that he carries this tape in his jacket pocket at all times. Yeah. But that's not the stupidest part. No. And this is the complaint. Uh, maybe it's the same complaint you have. That uh, he goes and he, pl- he plugs it in, which, which you can do. You can. There are things you can get from like mm-hmm. a spy shop or whatever yeah. that you plug in the phone line and the recorder, uh, phone line comes out, uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. Record it. Uh, a cassette tape. 30 minutes? <laughs> An hour? 60 Maybe at mo- 90 at the most. Yeah. 90 at the most. If you're doing like a long play, I don't yeah. know if that's a thing with cassettes or VHS yeah. only. But this, this is, I think days have passed yes. since this initial uh, trying to be spy mm-hmm. thing. Uh, uh, well, okay. Fuck it. Let's just skip to that part. Yeah. And now he's now going to confront Lisa. Hey, I got the evidence. He pulls the tape out, pops it in, presses play, and it's... Somehow magically rewound to the beginning of that mm-hmm. exact conversation they were having. Yep. I know technology has things where it's like it won't record until mm-hmm. things. Not in 2003. No. And not on a tape. And, and not, in, not in Tommy Wiseau's life. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's. So pretty much they got caught, caught cheating. Lisa gets more uh, brazen about it. She has a party for she Tommy. She gets more reckless. <laughs> yeah. She, well, she's constantly calling Mark. Yep. And she's constantly calling Mark. And she's always like, come on over, come on over. Oh hey, we yeah, got, we got it. Oh, Marshall's here. Look at you, hey. man. Oh, I don't have a mic set up. Damn it! It's okay. All right, we're almost done with the room. Yeah. Or are we? Uh, <laughs> while you're doing the spiel, I'll, I'll set up a mic for him so you can join in the uh, last part of the conversation. Yeah. So pretty much, we're getting coming to the end of the movie here. Yeah. Setting up a a uh, surprise party for for Tommy, his birthday, uh, Johnny, his birthday. Yeah. And they're inviting everybody he knows. And then they're they're oh ha ha we're having a good time and she and Lisa's like oh why don't everybody go outside to get some fresh air not you Mark right and she just like sits in his lap and then the guy walks in he's like hey what's going on here that was supposed to be the, the psychiatrist be, guy. yep the therapist guy that they uh, <laughs> miscast yep he's like not miscast he just wasn't oh, available yeah, for yeah that I'm sorry yeah, yeah yeah they re recast him yeah is the word I, word I should say and he goes this is gonna crush Johnny and then everybody comes back in hey what's going on well no. Later, there's music playing, and she's dancing with them, and their faces are within inches of each other. Yeah, and this is before this is before the changing scene happens. They're, they're no longer trying to hide it. Right. It's 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 all, it's all over. It's yeah. all over. So that, then Tommy Wiseau gets the tape. Yep. And he goes, "I'm going to play you what I heard." Yeah. So he plays it now. Well, hold on. There's also ah oh, shit. 
Who cares? There's, there's, we've gone into too much detail about too many yeah. things already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then he goes upstairs and he's, he's mm-hmm. playing the tape. Oh, we'll see about this. Or no, he, no, he locks himself in the bathroom. That's uh-huh. what it is. After the party's over, he, him and Mark have a fight. There's a scuffle. Mm-hmm. If you want to call it a fight, there's <laughs> just like kind of a shoving match. Uh-huh. Uh, they get broken apart. Everybody leaves. He goes upstairs. He locks himself in the bathroom, uh, like the manly man that he is. And then <laughs> she goes upstairs. Hey, come out. No, fuck you, bitch. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, whoa. Yeah, they came out of nowhere. It was weird. Oh, and then he tells Mark, "You'll see, motherfucker." And like, yeah, but the way he says it, it's 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 crazy. It's, it's weird, but I understand what he was going for. Yeah, because up to this point, he's been the calm. Hey, everything's okay. Right. So by cursing, I'm yeah. portraying how angry I am. Yes. Even though it comes across to us as the audience is, oh, that was that sounded weird. That what was it? What? What are you doing? Well, <laughs> he, he like apologizes, like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Mark." And then like he he tries to shake his hand. He's like, "Fuck you, motherfucker." Yeah. It gets weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was very... Um, uh, Maestro, come in here for a second. Are you there? Maestro? Uh, if, if, if this Tommy Wiseau was uh, uh-huh. Morgan Freeman ordering the death of somebody in a, like a wanted movie of some kind, <laughs> mm-hmm. what, what would he, how would he say that? Tommy? Shoot this mother- you, got, you got it on the mic. Shoot this motherfucker. <laughs> all right. Very good. <laughs> Is that all you wanted me for? Yeah. We'll talk later. <laughs> oh, sorry. What? Yeah, so uh, he gets crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. He locks himself in the bathroom. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm not coming out of here, you bitch. And then uh, he, she hops on the phone, calls Mark. Hey, baby, I miss you. I wanted to have your arms around me. This yeah. guy's an asshole. And now Mark, okay, this is, this is another thing that happens. This is another criticism of Mark, mm-hmm. uh, Greg, in the book. The characters, their motivation changes from scene to scene. Yes. When one scene, she's like, oh, I love you. You're the best. Next mm-hmm. scene, I don't love him anymore and he's mm-hmm. the worst. Next scene again, oh, make love to me. We're great. And then, and then, uh, Mark also is, just, oh, he's my best friend. He's my best friend. Uh, I can't, what are we doing? And then now he's like, yeah, you know what? I don't like him anymore. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, wow. Yeah. He'll change. You've seen Casino, right? Yeah. Do you remember when Pacino's, um, not Pacino. Pesci's fucking uh, Sharon Stone. Yep. And she's like, I want you to whack him. And he goes, I've known this guy 35 fucking years. Do you want me to whack him? <laughs> so. In the scene before, he's just like shoving her head. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But what, I, what I'm trying to get at is like, I don't know how long Mark and Johnny have known each other. But mm. in the world of the mafia hitmen, even yeah. they have a code like, you want me to whack this fucking guy after I've known him for 35 fucking years? Instantly, Mark's like, yeah, you're right. Fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. It's over. Mm-hmm. He shoved me uh, like five minutes ago. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm over it. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out of the bathroom while she's like packing a bag. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's like, uh, who are you talking to? Nobody. Oh, we'll see about that. <laughs> and he gets the tape. Yeah. He gets the tape, plays it. And uh, he, he, she's exposed, and this is apparently his favorite scene of all time of oh the entire boy. movie. Oh my god! Yeah, you tear me apart, Lisa. That, that's his favorite scene in the entire movie. Okay. Uh, which, by the way, also uh, was uh, the, on the script uh-huh. was uh, you're taking me apart is okay. what he wrote on the script. Oh, so he ad libbed? No. Because, because he, he was trying to quote a uh, Dean. Oh, James Dean. James Dean movie. From Rebel Without a Cause. Yes. Okay. But he wrote it down on the script wrong, and then he was saying it wrong, 
And one of the people on the cast was like the Seth Rogen yeah, person, probably. You gotta, you gotta tell him. You gotta tell him. <laughs> so he goes and tells him, "Oh, okay." And then he, he does the thing because it was supposed to be. There's a lot of James Dean references in the uh, in the in the Disaster Artist. Okay, they're both Greg and Tommy infatuated with with, uh, with James Dean. So that so he wrote the script wrong. He gets corrected. He does it right, and that's the favorite scene. Tell me, Paul, Lisa. And then he goes starts wrecking the apartment. He, uh, he gets her dress, and he like he's like oh oh he's like humping it, <laughs> smelling in the dress. He's, he's yeah he's flashbacking. Uh huh. Yeah, as he touches a piece of clothing, it reminds him of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's, he's knocking things over very clumsily. Yeah. Uh, and then he pulls the gun out, right? Yeah, he grabs the TV off the thing, which is very light to him because he's so buff. Yeah, that's what he's portraying. Obviously, mm-hmm. throws it out, it crashes. And uh, there, there was questions about earlier in the movie. Chris R. Whether or not he escaped because they got back really quick after they turned him into the cops. Oh yeah. Uh, and the reason he did not escape is because if you look closely at the scenes here, the gun that he has is the same is gun. Chris R's gun. Is the same gun oh, they got from Chris R. Okay. So pulls out the gun. Whammo. Sh- shoots shoots a, shoots himself in the head. Game over, man. Yep. And then Mark. This should have been the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> But then Mark and Lisa go in there, and she's like, is he dead? Yep. Pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> well, when you walk in, and there's a pillow and sheets full of blood behind his head, uh-huh. a gun next to his hand. Pretty sure he's dead. And it's a safe bet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> And she's like, now we can be together, Mark. And he goes, no. She's like, but I'm all yours. You had me. And then yeah. Danny walks in. Yeah. He's like, what's happening? Yeah. Where's my drugs? <laughs> oh. Sorry, you can't reference that again. Yeah. Reference once, never again in the movie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Danny's like, get away from him. And then that's pretty much the movie. Yep. The breast cancer thing is never addressed. Nope. The drug thing's never addressed. That weird fucking couple where he got the blowjob. Oh, yeah. That came out of nowhere. They're never addressed. The only reason that scene was there was so that they can have the football scene <laughs> in the alley. Real quick. Yes. Let's talk about football. Please. The first time they're playing football. They're this far away three from each apart. other. Yep. Have you ever th- th- ever played catch three feet from each other? Apparently. It's, it's exhilarating. This this is brought up in interviews. Okay. This is also brought up in interviews. And he's like, have you ever tried it? People do it all the time. I do it all the time. It's fun. That's his thing. And Because he'll bring footballs to the interviews with him. And oh he'll be god. tossing it back and forth with the people that are interviewing him. Like three feet away? Yes. Oh, my God. And he's like, see? It can happen. People can do it. It's okay. Oh, no. <laughs> When they're playing uh, f- catch yep. in their tuxes, I thought that was his wedding day. And then it's never brought up why they're in tuxes. Explanation for that as well, okay. my friend. Okay. Apparently, according to Tommy Wiseau, uh, everybody gets ready for weddings. So this was a dress rehearsal. They all just wanted to try the tuxes on to make sure they fit. And then like, hey, let's play some football. Let's play it. That's what he says. Let's play it. Which, by the way, uh, you can buy footballs. From him. Oh, he has like license. It says, let's play it oh, on it. God. And it says Tommy Wiseau or TW, registration mark. Um, registration mark is as big as the rest of the letters. <laughs> TW, <laughs> registration mark. That's not how it goes. That's not how it's supposed to go. Uh, let me, is there one on this cup? Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah. This is an official <laughs> license of Major League Baseball. Look how small this is Yo. compared to like. 
live, breathe, blue. Right. So you're saying on this football where it says blue, that's the that's trademark? That's, that's the height of the R. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the, uh, for the watching audience at home. <laughs> that's how big it is. Look at that. Oh, because the TM down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the TM down there is, trademark. is crazy small. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he's, he's very – and by the way, the water bottle scene – no rapper. Oh, you don't want to pay royalties to anybody. <laughs> oh, that's smart. Yeah, he's he's very he's very uh, apparently he's very business minded. Yeah, and that that's the movie. Yeah, that's, that's basically it. They, yeah. they, uh, Denny cries, uh, "Why, Tommy? Why? Why? To why?" Mm-hmm. And then um, that's it. More mm-hmm. more sappy music. Then it ends. Yeah, and then we never find out if the mom recovered from her breast cancer. We don't know if Danny got over his drug problem. Yeah, we don't know if what happened to Chris R. Yeah, what happened to him? The the best character the, in the entire movie. We don't know what happened with the guy's underwear. <laughs> no, we know oh, yeah, what happened. That, that, by the way, that was that was the whole we point of the scenes. Yeah. yeah, it was the whole. Uh, they were having sex. The mom walked in, got the underwear, so that they can talk about it while playing football yeah. outside in mm-hmm. the suits. Yeah. Um. So mm-hmm. closing closing thoughts. Are you now that your brain has released all your info? Do you yeah. feel better? I feel like I still have more info inside of me that <laughs> needs to get out, but I feel like we've also gone on a long time. So uh, the disaster artists, you're gonna be watching it this weekend? I will be watching it this weekend. Oh. I, I, I'm going I'm gonna find a place. Uh-huh. It might be late, but I, I, I really, really want to watch it. <laughs> okay. Because I, 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 I this movie, like I said, it took it took us uh-huh. a, a couple days yeah. for it to sink in. And then it infiltrated my mind and I had to find out everything mm-hmm. and I went down a rabbit hole of, of a lot of YouTube videos and then now the book I'm almost all the way done with it and it just and it's even to this point now it's still not enough because he he is so elusive about everything mm-hmm. where I need I just I need to know this guy and next time I go to a comic con and he's there I'm walking up to him <laughs> and I, I'm gonna have the as long a conversation as I can with him and even though he might tell me, oh, move on, next question. Because that's his move in interviews when he doesn't want to reveal things. Oh, you're going to interview him? Yeah. Okay. No, I just want to talk to him. Oh, okay. Because apparently the, the consensus in the book is he, he's just, he just wants friends, mm. basically. So he, he latches on to this Greg guy uh, and becomes friends with him for a long time. And then the movie comes out. And now I kind of feel like Greg's a little bit of a dick. Because, <laughs> yeah. because of the, the, he's just like outing everything about this guy. And he seems like... He's not all there. I, and I have theories about uh, – he, he was in uh, two major car accidents that may or may not have – Greg? No, Tommy. Oh, Tom. Oh, okay. Which may or may not have messed with his brain a little bit. Okay. Uh, so maybe he was rich and then he got in a car accident and he forgets things and now he's a little eccentric and crazy and weird. And I feel like this Greg guy is not so, maybe taking so advantage a little bit. you're obsessed because of how elusive he is. He doesn't tell where he's from or how old he is. Like that's what's intriguing you? It, it's, just the, it's more The than mystery? That. It's because there's initial intrigue because he made this movie. Mm. He wrote, directed, produced, Produced, paid for the movie. (laughs) This movie. And by all accounts, is proud of it. And we all know what the movie was. So how does that... What what makes that in a person? Yeah. To be able to write something like this and Mm -hmm. think, oh, that's a great line. That's a great line. Mm -hmm. I have similar thoughts about Ackroyd from uh, Big Trouble. They're like, you wrote this. And you're like, oh, this is going to be funny. This is going to be great. Oh, yeah, well, banker. That's a oh, line. nothing but trouble. Nothing but oh, trouble. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Same, same kind of thought process. Like, okay. You wrote this down <laughs> and thought, 
Oh, this is this is it. Uh-huh. This is it. I'm never going to work a day again in my life after this movie. Uh-huh. Checks are going to just be rolling in. To be able to have that kind of confidence, I'm, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Because I, I, I second guess all the things we do. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of things that we've done in Drumbox, and uh, we'll talk to Maja about it later, mm-hmm. that I, I will never release. Yeah. <laughs> because at the time I thought, this is going to be amazing. And then, oh my God. But he didn't have that filter. He just, no. He just released it anyway. Yeah. Well, I have information about Tommy Wiseau. Okay, please if, do. If you want to hear it. Yes. Um, Tommy Wiseau, uh, born Vlad the Third, or known as Vlad the Impaler or Vlad Dracula, <laughs> was born in Sigisoria, Romania, ancient day Transylvania, okay. in uh, 1431. Mm. Died, question mark, December 1476. Oh. Uh, so he died, quote unquote, at 45 years old okay. in Romania, which is why he looks like he's in his 40s. Yeah. Um, it, he, he then his accent is described as a Romanian accent that got hit by a Peronesian bus. Oh, there you a go. Peronesian bus. There you go. That's what it was. Um, he bought a bro- lot of property in London, and then he had someone named Jonathan Harker go to his castle to do business with him. He then went to England. He fell in love with his fiance Mina. Okay. Mina Harker. Okay. Are you familiar with the story? Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah, I, I told her. And, I, I and went then, into a deep rabbit hole. I saw then, all these interviews. Uh-huh. And then uh, there was someone named Van Helsing who was chasing after Tommy mm. Wiseau. Mm. And then mm. he disappeared. Did he have claws? And he, re- <laughs> he resurfaced <laughs> in 2003. Okay. All right. And Gary Oldman played him in a movie once. Oh. Yeah. And then he became the uh, Chancellor of England. Oh, the Prime Minister? Prime Minister. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then he became Commissioner Gordon. And mm-hmm. that's a whole other guy. And then in the future, he's... Uh, yeah, making weapons that have. Oh red yeah, he's a uh, he's a uh, Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. <laughs> yes, I love that name. It's a great name. Yeah, it's a great name. John the Baptist in English hey, for you yo. French speakers. Yeah, Jean Biblical Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. My mother-in-law speaks French, so I All said, right. "Can you translate um, this guy's name?" And I said, "Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg." And she was like, what? Like, she knows Jean-Baptiste Emmanuel, and then she heard Zorg. And she's like, uh, that's not a French word. No. I go, I know. It's a joke. Uh, Zorg is the race of aliens that is trying to kill Buzz Lightyear, I believe. Oh, yeah. Oh, Zerg. Zerg. Damn it. Wait. Zorg's, wait. He's Zorg. It is Zorg. Yeah. Zerg is StarCraft. Oh, uh, yeah. Damn it. Thank you, Maestro. That is uh, not an approval. Zerg is StarCraft. Zorg is Fifth Element. Okay. Which, by the way... Is it Bruce Willis movie? Yes, and I feel like we're going to do that down the road at some point. Oh, I really like that movie. It's great. Maybe next year for Thanksgiving. Oh, for you? Yeah, or maybe sooner. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> that was our opinion of the movie. Like I said at the top of the show, we have lots of them, but we don't have any credentials. Now we're going to hear from people who actually have credentials. The critics. Now, I use top critics only okay. from the Rotten Tomatoes website. Good review. We'll start there. I found one. <laughs> Now I don't know. Now this review came out in 2002. No, I'm sorry. Is it, is it, by TW? it came out. It came out in 2010. Sorry. <laughs> it's the person that wrote the review. TW. No. <laughs> okay. And it's not even from someone. It's just the St. Louis Post Dispatch. Okay. So it's the newspaper. Uh so this came out in 2010. This this review. So I don't know if this is like oh it's so ironic and I'll let, I'll let you hear. It. 2002, you said. 2010. Okay. I'm sorry, I made the mistake. All right. The room has been maligned as one of the most inept movies ever made when, in fact, it is a sardonic comedy about sexual politics in the age of terror. Wrong movie, bro. Okay. Now the bad reviews. I found two of them. 
I'll read this one first. J.R. Jones of the Chicago Reader says, As someone who's watched more bad movies than you can imagine, I'm mostly immune to the so-bad-it's-good aesthetic. Though I can see how, viewed in a theater at midnight after a few drinks, this might conjure up its own hilariously demented reality. It's not really a bad one. No. And finally, Scott Foundus of Variety says, Given audience reaction at, at the screening attendant, the picture may be something of a first, a movie that prompts most of his viewers to ask for their money back before even 30 minutes have passed. <laughs> well, hold on. If you're watching in the theater, then – and you're not engrossed. You're in the wrong theater, I think. No, I think this guy saw the original theatrical okay. run, but do, which do I'll you, get to. Do you know how it got to its cult? Is that part of the trivia? How it got the cult uh, classic – cult following. How it got the cult following. I, I It's not in my trivia, but I, I re- tell people how. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, tell. Oh. oh, you don't know? No, I know. I just, oh, yeah, tell him. I feel like I've, I've told a lot of things. No, already. that's fine. It's fine. Okay, all right. Uh, this this was released limitedly in the, in it was in L.A. Uh-huh. And some people were driving by. I forget their names already. Mm-hmm. They drove by. They saw a sign that said no refunds, and then they saw a sign that said the room. They checked it out, and these these people they're they're writers of a a column. I think is what it was. Okay, and they started talking about it like this is. Amazing. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> but not like good amazing. Like, yeah. I, all right. I have to tell uh, everyone I know. Almost like a punishment. Like, hey, I'm, I don't like you very much. Come watch this movie with me. And then it, it, people started coming and fucking. Oh, so it's like October for you. Right. For spoilers. <laughs> it's like October for you. Yeah. So your punishment. Right. It's the thing like, uh, I, I, I suffer through this. Mm-hmm. Let's see if you can make it. <laughs> and uh-huh. then it started, it started growing and then it started expanding. And people started – like a week before it came out of circulation is when these guys found the movie. And then they started bringing people and bringing people and then it started getting huge and crazy. And Tommy was out. I was like, oh, it's a success. <laughs> I'm sure. I did read that he's now saying, oh, it was a comedy all along. Yep. His, and this I – don't, I don't know if it's brilliant or insane or what it is. But his whole thing now is you don't have to like the movie. Just go. Watch it. Laugh. Cry, experience it, just as long as you enjoy it. That's, mm-hmm. that's the thing he always says over and over again. So, I honestly think he he put out, he set out to make a good movie. Saw it was getting burned, but then saw that the burning was bringing people to watch it more. And then, as a business minded person that he is, started thinking, "Oh, you guys get it. You guys get mm-hmm. it. That's what I was the whole time. The whole time that's what I was doing. Of course it was." But I feel like uh, seeing all the interviews and stuff, when people do say like, hey, movie sucks, he gets – you see him kind of like take it personally. I, f- I feel like anyway. But then he's like, oh, it's fine. People have their opinions. Let them have them. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like maybe he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> now it's time for the Rotten Tomatoes game. This is the part of the show where I make the guys – Guess the score of the movie based, or Adam in this case, guess the score of the movie based on his Rotten Tomato score. For those of you unfamiliar with the scoring system, it's an average score from 0 to 100 amongst critics and the audience. 0 to 59 is rotten, 60 to 84 is fresh, and 85 and up is certified fresh. What would you like to guess first, Adam? The critics or the audience? Oh, okay. Let's go with the critics first. Okay. How now, low can you go? Now, now I found one good review with the critics, but that's because it was a top one. There was right. a lot of like bloggers and people who have like movie sites that had good reviews, but I didn't put them. Okay. It's, it's gotta be low 
Oh, there you go. Marshall says rotten. I went rotten too, but it's it's a matter of how low. Yes. How low can you go? It has to be crazy low because uh, critics are going to destroy this. It's the audience that's going to be uh, higher than it should be. So I'm going to go critics gave it a 3%. 3 Okay. 29%. Now, now hold on. It. I told you. A lot, the majority of the of the good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes were from like non-top critics. It was like movie bloggers and stuff like that. But were they like legitimate though? That's why I'm, they, they have to be like these hipster, oh, it's so bad, it's ironic how bad it is and... This throws Rotten Tomatoes into question 100%. <laughs> should other we, mo- other should we even use them for now? <laughs> other movies, you can be like, oh, perspective. Oh, Perspective, master, uh, master of disguise. Yeah, zero percent. Okay, see. So what the fuck does that mean then? How is that possible? <laughs> I don't know. How does that get zero? And this gets twenty nine. I don't know. Master of disguise did not make me embark on a quest <laughs> to learn about to learn about everything yeah. that was Dana Carvey. Mm-hmm. And he put out a special, by the way. The Netflix yeah. special. Apology not accepted. Mm. <laughs> Funny parts, but. You you have you have hurt me to the core. Yeah. Right. Now the audience. This is going to be tricky. This this one did holy that, hell. did that critic one throw you off? Yeah, that okay. that throws me off also. But I feel like so much of this movie is acknowledgement that it is bad, mm-hmm. but that does not mean you don't enjoy it. So as far as the audience goes, how does how do you rate that? Are you saying yeah, it's bullshit or? Oh, I love it because it's so bad. I think that's what it is. Damn it. All right. It can't be fresh. It can't be fresh, but 57%. Oh, 46%. Okay. That's all irony. It is all irony. Yep. Mm-hmm. Again, with this whole Rotten Tomatoes thing, it's all, it's all in question now. I don't... Its legitimacy has been brought uh, yeah. into question. But but is there also is it, is it an art form to make a movie so bad that people follow it? Yeah, you could argue that it is. Yeah, I just I don't know how to rate things anymore. <laughs> well, this is a very very you're familiar with the Bell's curve, right? Yeah. <laughs> this so this is at the end of the Bell's curve. Yeah. So this is a very 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 rare instance. Just to put also in perspective, Adam, I'm going to read to you nothing but trouble. 8%. <laughs> All right. So it's like, what, what, what do you do with this? What was it, what's it again? Tw- like 20? The room? Yeah. 26. 29. Sorry. 29. Paul Giamatti wasn't in this. Oh, my God. He's been a lot Thank of the movies God. we're doing. And since we love it, we decided to ask what role Giamatti have had in this movie. You could have put him anywhere. No. I don't want, no? I don't want him anywhere near this film. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one movie we're not going to put him in. Here it is. I want him to replace Seth Rogen. Oh, the disaster <laughs> artist. Yes. <laughs> okay. Slide unseen. Just the only way that I can put him in this movie, whatever role that person was, <laughs> off camera in the room. <laughs> okay. That's Jimmy's role. Okay. I don't. I don't want him associated with the room. Disaster artist. I'm okay with. Okay. Um. Now that, it's time for uh, trivia. Okay. This is part of the show where I give out little bits of facts or info you may not know about the movie. You've been throwing your trivia out. I've been throwing my trivia. I've been deleting them as I've been going. So okay. here's what's left. We have more? Oh. So here's what's left. I don't know how much of this stuff you already know. Okay. Entire scenes were out of focus because nobody bothered to check the lens. 
I've been out of that one. According to Greg Sestero, Tommy Wiseau intended for the film to contain a subplot in which Johnny was re- revealed to be a vampire. Yes. Due to Wiseau's own fascination with the creatures. Sestero recounts how at the outset of production, Wiseau tasked members of the crew with figuring out a way to execute a sequence in which Johnny's Mercedes-Benz would lift off from the roof of the townhouse and fly across the San Francisco skyline, revealing Johnny's vampiric nature. Wiseau eventually decided to drop the subplot after learning that there was no practical way to film the flying car scene on their budget. Right. Actually, uh, uh, Cecil mentioned that earlier in the podcast oh, okay. about the whole vampire thing. Um, this one I love. This might be my favorite piece of trivia. Okay. According to Tommy Wiseau, Denny has some sort of mental disorder, which explains his behavior in the film. The actor Philip Haldeman was oh. never told about this. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's crazy offensive. <laughs> I, I mean, and I'm, I'm an offensive person. That offends me. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> by the way, Denny was terrified of Chris R because yeah. apparently Chris R came in method acting the entire time. Oh yeah, he he was pissed, right? Because they had to bring him back. Yeah, no, he walks in oh, and he's yeah, in yeah. character. He's already uh-huh. upset and mm-hmm. just trying to channel that anger. So the first time they did the scene in the alley before they had to do it again on the roof, uh-huh. he was already pissed off. And then now he comes in again, like, oh, I think he might actually kill me this time. <laughs> oh. This one. this one, I don't know if you know this or not. When asked in the DVD director's interview why there are so many scenes of characters playing catch with a football, Tommy Wiseau simply responded that football is fun to play. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, if you watch any of the interviews outside of this, <laughs> yeah, that's a statement. Greg Sestero said in his book, The Disaster Artist, that Tommy Wiseau took 32 takes to say the lines, I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Wiseau sometimes <laughs> needed cue cards to help him with his lines. The roof scene where Tommy says that line. It's a brief scene, but according to Sistero, Sistero, it took Wizzo roughly three hours to shoot. They added the water bottle Wizzo holds and tosses to help him remember the line, but that only made things worse. Wizzo injured himself on the first take that involved the water bottle. Per the book, the door flew open, and there was Tommy holding his water bottle and stepping out of the outhouse and hitting his head on the door jam so hard that it took 20 minutes to ice the bump and conceal it with makeup. I heard one of the cameramen say desperately, how are we ever going to get this? It's impossible. We'll be here forever. If you can, I implore you to watch this scene. It's seven seconds long, three hours, 32 takes, and it was only the second day of shooting. Do you know why the water bottle was there? This is another, uh, another uh, trivia thing. No. Uh, on, on the first day of shooting, uh, Cicero, Cicero mm-hmm. goes to pick up Tommy, and he has to wait three hours, four mm-hmm. hours. While he's waiting for him to get – by the way, he's dyeing his hair apparently. According to the <laughs> book, he's re-dyeing his hair black again. While he's waiting for Tommy to get ready to go to the first day of shooting – uh, he picks up a movie off the floor in Tommy's apartment, which is uh, Spy Games, okay. with, uh, with Brad Pitt and Harrison uh, Ford. Yeah, mm-hmm. not Harrison Ford. Really? No, it's a different Spy guy. Spy Games. Spy Games. Yeah, it's, it's Brad Pitt and another guy that's oldie looking. Robert Redford. There it is. Yeah, Redford. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, uh, and apparently there's a scene in that mm-hmm. movie where Brad Pitt, out of anger, throws a chair off of the roof. Okay. And that, to him, was like. That is showing emotion. That's showing emotion. Oh, Mark. that's why he throws the water bottle? Yeah. Uh, so after so many takes of him messing up that scene, mm-hmm. he gives him a water bottle, show emotion, you know, and he's like, oh, Mark, that's why I keep you around, you know, <laughs> or whatever. So that, that was the whole point. So the water bottle was not a part of it. It was just to get him focused on showing his emotion. Yeah. I did not. <laughs> it's mouth gape. All right. 
Finally, money makes the world go round. We want to put this film into perspective with other films that released this year so we can feel financially how well this film held up to its peers. I'm not even going to make you guess this. It's impossible to guess. You probably know the answer already. The budget for this movie was $6 million. $6 million. Uh, it grossed $1,800 in two weeks yep. in its original theatrical run in L.A. in yep. two movie theaters, I believe. This film debuted in 119th place on the weekend of July 11, 2013. Out of 118 sorry. movies. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this film debuted in 119th place on the weekend of July 11, 2003. I put 2013. 2003 with $1,800. The top three that week were all spoilers alumni. Oh, Number one that week was Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Okay. Number two was The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> and number three was Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. All movies we've done on this show. All right. Not not horrible. Not, not, yeah. There was no box office mojo category. Oh, I so I'll, hope not. So I'll move right into... <laughs> the category uh, is The Room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was the 499th highest grossing film of 2003. Out of 300 movies? <laughs> number one that year. Was the Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Of course. Of course. Normally we would say you can watch this on Amazon, but you actually can't. You have to get this from him. Yep. You have to get this from this fucking guy. It, it's brilliant. I, I, I find it brilliant. The fact that you cannot stream it yeah. uh, means... Or go to the store and buy it. Yeah. You need to buy it from him. Yeah. He gets profits. Uh-huh. Uh, he spent $6 million on this movie. Yep. He's going to take every penny he can. Mm-hmm. But we're getting uh, – we've now passed Black Friday. Yeah. So now for your holiday shopping, yes, you can go to Amazon.com. Last time I checked, it was, it was $10 if you want to buy it online. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to do that through Amazon. Go to our website. Right yeah. Go to our website first. Yes. Click on the banner. doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps support the show. Yep. Get all your Christmas needs through Amazon, but use our affiliate link first. Especially during the holiday seasons. Yes. That helps out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. That's pretty much it. That's 2003's The Room, starring, written, produced, directed by Tommy Wiseau. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Spoiler Show. Check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email at spoilers at ratpackpodcast.com for any questions, opinions, and movie requests. Please rate and review the show on iTunes so it can help us in the rankings. If you leave us a review on iTunes and leave us a recommendation for a movie you want us to watch, that movie will go to the top of our list and we will watch it before any other requests. Next week, we are watching a classic from our childhood, 1995's Jumanji. Because the new Jumanji, uh, what is it called? Welcome to the Jungle or whatever? Yeah. Colon, welcome, something, something the jungle. Yeah. The, lay the smack down on you. Right. Something like that. Do you it, smell what the jungle is cooking? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of, what kind of, what, uh, hey, jungle guy, what's your name? It doesn't matter doesn't what your name, name is. <laughs> because the new Jumanji movie is opening and it stars The Rock, Kevin Hart, uh, the Doctor Who chick, what's her name? Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan. And Gillian. Unfortunately, Jack Black. Oh, uh, no. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, Jack Black's in the movie. Damn it. <laughs> well, we got, we, got, we got Gillian. We got Rock. Hart. Someone else is in there. There's another big name that's in there. Is Hart playing uh, the Dag character? No, 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 no. <laughs> do, you, do you know what this movie's about? No, I have no idea what the movie's so about. So you remember what Jumanji's about, right? Yes. Our Jumanji. Yes. They play the board game. Yeah. And then everything Alan comes Greer, out. Yeah. Uh, Robin mm-hmm. Williams. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of rhinos uh, and apes. Uh, these four high school kids find a video game for the Super Nintendo called Jumanji and they play it and they get sucked into the video game world. Oh. 
So like, so like the nerdy guy becomes the rock and like the, the, the goofy girl becomes oh. Karen G- uh, Gillen, Gillian, whatever. So they become their avatar basically? Yeah. So they have avatars of what they aren't. And then like the, oh. my God, like that, like, like, uh, slutty, like, uh, cheerleader girl is Jack Black. <laughs> uh, Nick Jonas is in it. So is, uh, the One Direction Bobby guy? Cannavale. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of it. So. We're watching 1995's Jumanji with the late Robin Williams and Dag. Dave Allen Greer, man. Dag. You know, I feel like I, I saw that movie for the first time within the past five to ten years. Really? I saw it when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, you can't. It's Hocus Pocus thing. It's not part of the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> so check out Jumanji next week. Check out The Room. Watch The Disaster Artist. You know what? Don't, read the book. <laughs> don't don't watch The Room by yourself. Yeah. Uh, I, watch it with a group of people. I Well, if you do watch it by yourself, every time you watch it after that, you need to recruit somebody else oh, yeah. to watch it. Mm-hmm. So eventually you have a whole... Th- and this feeds into his whole thing. This, this, is, this is how he makes money. This mm-hmm. is how he probably sustains himself at this point. Yeah. But I have to agree with it. Well, he's been alive 700 years. Yeah. Who knows what riches he's accumulated. This movie was actually filmed in the 1700s. <laughs> uh, it's, it hasn't been released because uh, the technology to scan and yeah. HDify it. Mm-hmm. So next week is Jumanji. Until next time, this is Hollywood. I'm Adam. Bye, doggy. Bye, doggy.